The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the podcast, we are going to be digging through the Los Angeles Chargers for their fantasy football team preview, continuing our series on uh, on fantasy football team previews. Of course, if you are not already a subscriber to rotoexperts.com, I would encourage you to become a subscriber to rotoexperts.com because it's time to win your fantasy football league, and no one wants you to win your fantasy football league more than we do. We have expert uh, projections, rankings, customizable cheat sheets, the ultimate guide to zero RB drafting, the ultimate guide to play draft best ball leagues, uh, best ball tools, and much more available on rotoexperts.com. It is the only resource you need to win your fantasy football league. And so now let's go ahead and dig in to the 2019 Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know about you guys, but I'm totally fine calling the Rams the Los Angeles Rams, but I think that in my head, I will always have to correct myself from calling the Chargers the San Diego Chargers. I I just still want to call them the Chargers. I I don't know why that is, but uh, that is, in fact, the way that it is. So starting out with quarterback, Phillip Rivers is, of course, the unquestioned starter, backed up by Tyrod Taylor, Cardale Jones, and Easton Stick. Uh, Phillip Rivers is not a young man. He is about to enter into his age 38 season. He's coming off of a season with 508 passing attempts for 4,308 yards, 32 passing touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Such a weird thing about Phillip Rivers' career is that his, uh, normally with elite quarterbacks, their adjusted yards per attempt is actually better than their yards per attempt because they're so good at limiting interceptions. The opposite is true with Philip Rivers. So last year, uh, his yards per attempt was worse. The year before, his yards per attempt was worse, and then in 2016, his adjusted yards per attempt was uh, was better. But it, it is it is just odd that because he throws so many interceptions, he's thrown double digit interceptions every year since 2010. That's kind of neither here nor there, but it's just something enjoyable to talk about. Uh, so Philip Rivers for fantasy football. Really, if you're taking Phillip Rivers, you're probably just bored. Uh, is Phillip Rivers going to have some good quarterback one games? Absolutely. You could stick with Phillip Rivers for all 16 of his games, and you would probably feel pretty good about it. Uh, the offensive environment is pretty good. He has good pass-catching running backs, whether it be Austin Eckler or whether Melvin Gordon returns from his holdout. Uh, he, of course, has Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and now Hunter Henry is returning back. And there's there's like some pretty good evidence out there that suggests that a good blocking and receiving tight end is really important to like a hyper-functional passing offense. So so, you know, when you think about all the really great offenses, a lot of the times uh, they are correlate with really good tight ends. You know, Travis Kelsey in Kansas City, Rob Gronkowski uh, with the Patriots. Like these are, but these are, you know, those are more anecdotal examples. Uh, so last year, Philip Rivers had uh, four games with three or more passing touchdowns. Uh, now he only had five games with 300 or more passing yards, did end one at 299 against Pittsburgh. Uh, overall, you would basically just say 
Phillip Rivers is a fine fantasy football quarterback, not someone you would go into your draft targeting, not someone you would think has like a crazy amount of upside. We basically know what we're going to get with Rivers, and it's a pretty good fantasy quarterback. I think it's kind of like the same thing with like Kirk Cousins. He's just fine. No one gets excited to draft him. No one gets excited to use him in the play draft best ball leagues, but he's going to be fine, very likely to not kill you. And I guess in like a over the course of the season, he probably doesn't have a ton of like crazy upside, but he probably does have a little bit of single game upside simply because his weapons are so good. And when you're throwing to guys who are incredibly talented, your throws can become more than like the sum of their parts. And I guess, you know what, let me walk this back a little bit. There would be a little bit of like top five quarterback upside if Melvin Gordon just holds out the whole year and the Chargers just throw the ball a ton. They say, look, we have Austin Eckler and we have Justin Jackson. So these guys were not paying a ton of money. We are already choosing to devalue the running back situation by not paying Melvin Gordon. Maybe we should just throw the ball all over. In that scenario, which I do not think is like unrealistic, Philip Rivers would definitely have some fantasy football upside. So uh, the only time I personally take him is when I take Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, or Keenan Allen in play draft best balls. I really don't like to take him as like a backup quarterback uh, if I don't have him stacked. So, you know, I would opt for Lamar Miller, uh, Dak Prescott, some probably even like Josh Allen, just solely based on upside is how I would go for my backup quarterbacks. But, you know, I'm only taking one quarterback in your standard, uh, you know, 12-team, 14-team. Team, uh, weekly management league. Moving on to the running back situation, obviously probably what most people are interested in. Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, and Justin Jackson are the three running backs that uh, are on the roster. As of right now, uh, I am projecting Melvin Gordon to play in 13 games, but if we are talking about uh, who is more likely to hold out and stay out between Zeke or Gordon, I would definitely say that it is Melvin Gordon for a couple reasons. The first is that I, it seems that there would be a way for Melvin Gordon to not play this year and still get out of his contract. So that's pretty huge, right? Uh, the ability for him to leave the team. There's, I, I, and I'm not sure on that. So don't say, I, I don't want that to be taken as gospel because I think his contract and in general, the rookie contract situation or, or the contract extension situation that he is in is just like a little bizarre. So I don't, I don't want that to be taken as 100% truth, but I think there is a way for him to get away from the team while also not playing this season. Um, furthermore, Ezekiel Elliott just plays for an organization that is not cheap. The The Chargers organization is like sort of noted for being cheap. They they just now got an analytics department. Uh, they haggled with Joey Bosa over his rookie deal. Like this is, this is definitely a, uh, a sort of cheap organization. And I don't know if that means that they really want to pay Melvin Gordon a ton of money. Uh, so, if, where do you take Melvin Gordon? I think the third round. The third round is like where you're just like, are you really gonna? Are you really not gonna take Melvin Gordon's upside over Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs? Like, no, you you would probably rather take Melvin Gordon. And specifically for the large field uh, best ball tournaments, I think once he slips into the third round, I, I mean. Uh, 
who are you going to find who has a better chance of winning your league and then winning the overall prize pool that way? If Melvin Gordon comes back for the second half of the season, he's healthy, he's ready to go, the Chargers are humming along and they just plug Melvin Gordon back in and you were able to add him to a team that has a first and second round pick already going, uh, that seems very likely to produce the sort of conditions that could maybe allow you to win a million dollars. So that definitely is something that I'm considering with Melvin Gordon. Definitely someone that I'm still targeting. Uh, moving to the other running backs who are being drafted quite highly. Uh, Austin Eckler goes in the seventh round a lot of the time. Justin Jackson goes in between the 10th and the 12th round, depending on the draft. So sort of interesting, they both got five carries in the first preseason game, uh, playing with Tyrod Taylor and like, you know, the quote unquote ones for uh, Los Angeles. And Austin Eckler looked better, uh, you know, average more yards per carry, got the first goal line carry. But with that first goal line carry, he fumbled the ball. And on the next drive, they got down to the goal line. And when they got down to the goal line, uh, Justin Jackson ran for a touchdown. So uh, Eckler was still being used in there as the passing down back. But after the fumble, Justin Jackson came in as the goal line back, scored a touchdown. My theory and my thoughts on this backfield are that uh, Eckler probably is a great fantasy football pick if Melvin Gordon does not come back. I don't think the most likely, I, like, I don't think the median scenario is that Gordon misses 16 games. You know, if I thought that was the median situation, I would probably uh, stop taking Melvin Gordon quite so often and, you know, not be as interested in him. So I have a little bit less Eckler. Uh, and I have more Justin Jackson because Justin Jackson was a guy that I liked before. Uh, you know, he found his way into playing time last year. He was a workhorse back at Northwestern, and none of this is meant as shade for Austin Eckler. I still think Austin Eckler is a good football player. I think that if he was to receive workhorse running back workloads, I think he would be fine. I think he would be a very productive fantasy football running back in that scenario. It's just that Jackson is a little bit cheaper offers similar upside, and Eckler's, Eckler is also a guy who struggled with injuries in the past. But essentially, at ADP, I think all three of these guys are buys. Uh, you probably would, you, in the draft basketball championship, you should not be drafting them all on the same team. But in, uh, you know, your 12-team home team league, is drafting Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson at their current prices bad? Uh, no, I don't think it is. I, I don't think that it's optimal. In fact, probably if I was to choose the combination that was best in terms of how much they cost, I would probably say Melvin Gordon in the third, Justin Jackson in the 11th is a better combination of cost than Melvin and Eckler or Eckler and Jackson. Uh, so overall, I would say interesting, like very interesting backfield, uh, an interesting backfield to project and think about. But, uh, you know, they're all sort of interesting buys at their ADP. Moving to the wide receiver position, only two of these guys are worth drafting, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. For a little while, I thought that Dylan Cantrell had a, the ability to win the third wide receiver job, but he uh, got cut already before week one of the preseason. So their third wide receiver is going to continue to be speedster Travis Benjamin. Artavis Scott and Jeremy Davis are probably the favorites to win spots on the roster behind them. I don't think that Jason Moore, Andre Patton, Justice Liggins, or Malachi Dupree seem like they are likely likely to make the roster, which means that the targets are just going to be there for Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Hunter Henry. Keenan Allen had 136 targets last year. Mike Williams had only 66 in 16 games, but scored 11 touchdowns. Obviously going to regress a little bit in that. However, the team is losing 65 targets for Tyrell Williams. 
45 targets for Antonio Gates. And uh, they, they were so weird. They only threw 506 times. I would definitely take the over on that number because I think the, the carry numbers for Gordon... Wow, it's just crazy how slow this offense played. Uh, you know, they only had 399 rushing. To, like, wow, they ran under uh, 900 plays. Just just totally wild stuff, you guys. Uh, I'm definitely projecting the over on that this year. I would take the over on Mike Williams' targets at, like, 90. Uh because they lost Tyrell Williams, but they didn't replace him with anyone. I guess they replaced him with Hunter Henry, but it's not like Hunter Henry is going to see that much more than the combined 45 and 27 targets that Virgil Green and Antonio Gates saw last year. I mean, maybe he gets to like 100, so he sees... 40 more targets than the tight end position saw for them last year, but we probably think that they would scale back running back targets because Melvin Gordon had 66 in addition to Austin Eckler having 53. So basically, all of this is just a volume funnel up to Mike Williams. Do I take Keenan Allen sometimes? I mean, yeah, every once in a while, but like our projections like Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, they like him all considerably. They like them all considerably better than Keenan Allen just because Keenan Allen is not great from like an efficiency and yardage perspective. Like he, he's just, he, he's, Keenan Allen is like West Coast Julian Edelman really at this point. And, uh, you know, there also is always some soft tissue injury stuff with Keenan Allen as well. So Mike Williams really is the big buy for me here. I know that some people in the fantasy industry do not buy the Mike Williams hype at all. They basically say like, ah, you bleep, blah, blue, a lot of touchdowns. But Mike Williams is a guy who has a ton of pedigree. And that's one of the biggest things I look at. Uh, you know, he was drafted really early in the first round, seventh overall, uh, was suffering from an injury. So only played in 10 games as a rookie and really barely played in those 10 games as well. Was a starting player for them last year, had that three touchdown game against the Chiefs is used in sort of an interesting way led the team in yards per target which I always find to be pretty like that that's super valuable being able to lead the team in yards per target over a meaningful sample definitely matters to me so that's about it for the wide receiver position I don't I don't want to tout uh you know anyone else tight end I've really come around to Hunter Henry on where he's being drafted. I think that of the mid-round tight ends who are being drafted, you know, before the ninth round or whatever, Hunter Henry is probably my second favorite behind O.J. Howard. I, you know, I take Howard or Henry a good bit of the time. I'm passing on the Jared Cook, uh, Eric Ebron, Vance McDonald, uh, Evan Ingram tier of guys because I think that the ceiling for Henry and for Howard is just definitely better, and I'm more interested in ceiling from that position because if you're just looking for a floor at that position, you'd be better off streaming every week and just finding a tight end who is getting more PT due to injuries or is playing in a high total game or whatever. Sort of interesting that Hunter Henry was like actually able to come back into a game last year after tearing his ACL like in the preseason. That, that's got to be the first time that that has ever happened where a guy tore his ACL and then came back in the same season. Uh, so all the reporting on Henry, though, is that his knee is fine and he's going to be good to go. He actually played. I was, I was sort of surprised to see him play with the first team in the preseason game, but he did. He had two targets, caught both for 15 yards, you know, on that very first drive that the uh, the Chargers had in their preseason game against Arizona. So, seems like he's good to go. He definitely gets a draftable grade for me. None of these other like I and by draftable grade I mean at his ADP. None of their other tight ends matter at all. Virgil Green, Sean Colkin, these guys are complete zeros. Not not meaningful for fantasy in any way. 
All right, so that is going to do it for our Los Angeles Chargers fantasy football preview. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I very much hope that you will be back for the next one and that you will consider subscribing to rotoexperts.com. We can't keep churning out this content without you guys and all of our expert uh, production, all of our expert content is available to you using the promo code MATIC. You will get 10% off of the NFL 365 package. Thank you very much.